As I welcome you to Central Moments again today, I need to ask, is there anything that you'd sell God out for in your life? If it came to a bottom line of God's way or my way, you'd sell God out for what you want. Um, that was obviously the journey of much of God's people in the Old Testament, largely saying it's impossible in our own, on our own with just laws to live obediently to God. But as Zechariah is prophesying, having seen the second temple rebuilt, he's talking about a restoration, but God is also giving a spiritual commentary in this patchwork of prophecies in the second half of the book is a spiritual commentary on, on the people's rebellion against God and selling God short. And in chapter 11, he uses the motif of a shepherd. And uh, in verse 7, so I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter. That might have referred to the animals being ready for, readied for temple sacrifice. He said, I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took two staffs. And of course, a shepherd always used a staff. This time he took two staffs. One I called favor and the other union. And I shepherded the flock. Those two words, favor and union, would be God's ultimate purpose for his people. That he forgive their sin and show them favor. And that he unite the divided kingdom of Israel, Judah and Jerusalem in the south, and the ten northern kingdoms. But verse 10 says, I took my staff called favor and broke it. I broke it. Even though I want to show favor to my people. Revoking the covenant I'd made with all the nations. And this, this, this broken covenant, of course, was the betrayal, the betrayal of the good shepherd by the people of Israel through their sin. And so having lost all his sheep here as Zechariah role plays the good shepherd, um, the shepherd asks for his pay. And it turns out they're going to pay him the price, not a good shepherd, but just a slave, 30 pieces of silver. So verse 12, I told them, if you think it best, give me my pay, but if not, keep it. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the handsome price at which they valued me. And uh, for Zechariah, that probably was the field where the potter discarded uh, the remnants of his work that he couldn't use anymore. Sort of like throw it to the trash heap. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter, and then he adds this interesting phrase, at the house of God. So of course this reminds us of the story of Judas and the betrayal of Jesus. Let's read in verse 3 of Matthew 27. When Judas, who had betrayed Jesus, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said. For I have betrayed innocent blood. Well, what's that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple. That's at the house of God. And left. Then he went away and hanged himself. And the chief priest picked up the coins and said, Well, it's against the law to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field. The potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. So this is a stunning, this is a stunning uh, prediction 400 years before it happens how, of how Jesus, the good shepherd, will be sold out by one of his 12 followers, 
Judas, sold him for the price of a slave, 30 pieces of silver. And uh, Judas uh, throws the temp money into the house of God, into the temple, and then the religious leaders take it and give it to the potter to buy a field. So let's read Zechariah 11:13 one more time. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the handsome price with which they valued me. So God says they valued me for this. This was the betrayal of Jesus. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the house of the Lord, just like Judas threw it on the floor of the temple. And all of this says that the cross of Christ and the betrayal of Jesus is a very real possibility in all of our lives. But his martyrdom so that we could be restored to him was not a mistake. We have ultimate confidence in who Jesus is, partly because of amazing prophecies like this that are fulfilled to the detail. And if you're in the process of selling Jesus out in any way, I want you to come back to him today. Father, thank you for what you can do. Thank you that you were betrayed. It wasn't a mistake, but you died on purpose to restore us to yourself. Wherever we're tempted to sell you out, Lord, we pray that you would gird us up with strength and courage to follow you all the way. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.